You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, it's uh, Solo. Solo. And that's clearly the big news. And uh, there is kind of news that I almost feel like I have to mention, even though it's TV news. But Man. it's like... You're not it, dipping into the Roseanne, are you? No, it's really... It's, you got to talk about Roseanne, <clears> right? <throat> that's uh, what I Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, that's at least news that has taken over. It's funny because there was actually some news. Yeah. Uh, in a way, I mean, little littler things that uh, I won't even bother to go into, but like just some movie release news and who's starring and right. what, and uh, you know, Happy Town Murders uh, lawsuit got yeah. thrown out by you know the Ses- Sesame Street tried to sue him and that got thrown out, whatever. So that's sort mm-hmm. of news. But then Roseanne, right, just uh, took over, and then there's and then there's no <laughs> other news, then and then it's like not only is it Roseanne. But, uh, you know, the other actors responding and right. then Roseanne responding to them responding. That was more interesting <laughs> yeah. than almost anything to me, which was like watching them circle their own wagons and then just start shooting at each other. Right. That was <laughs> right. Because I wasn't 100% I, sure I where those the, were going to go. The thing was so <clears throat> weird because, um, uh, first of all, it was a little weird. And then like Tom Arnold was on, Anderson Cooper, yep. uh, Night Before yeah. Last or Last Night or whatever. Um, and, and he's basically saying, I knew that was going to happen. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Just, I've been you, telling you guys forever. Right. He's like, you had to see that coming. And, and, yeah. and he's like, I knew it was going to get canceled. And at first I saw that and, and, uh, I didn't watch it when it happened or yeah. whatever, but like the reporting of it. And I saw that and he said, I knew that was going to happen. And I didn't know that he meant that the show would get canceled. Um, right. and, and then he said more about like, she wanted it to get canceled cause she's completely self-destructive and yeah, you know, who knows what, but I thought he, just that he meant she would do something totally obnoxious. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, how do you not know that? <laughs> right. You have to know that. And right? she's Roseanne for doing that. But like, that's not a surprise. But did you know that it was going to get canceled? Right. That's like <laughs> a different story because. Right. I mean, because they put the show on in the first place. Yeah, right. And it's not like she's any different than she's been for like the last 10 right, years. Right, And A quick Google search, you know what you're getting. And and especially not uh, just the last 10 years, but, you know, she's been big Trump supporter for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but it was, I thought, kind of interesting uh, to see some of the things like, you know, Sarah Gilbert uh, was actually executive producer on the show and started it, started it obviously. Yeah. Um, and she was, you know, quick to jump in with the, I don't know, bashing of Roseanne's statements and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, the fact that you were on the show in the first place or had anything to do with the show in the first place, it, I thought was kind of offensive. I, yeah. I was a little discrediting. I, I was, know. I was kind of offended by right. the fact that Sarah Gilbert decided to show up mm-hmm. in the first place, much less executive <laughs> produce it because like I said, she doesn't live in a vacuum. I right. mean, she knows what's going on. Right. She knows all the things that Roseanne has been saying <clears throat> right. basically ever since the last show ended, right. which, uh, you know, the whole thing's really weird. But uh, but then, you know, um, I don't remember his name, but DJ, you know, DJ has to yep. say something about it. And right. then she has to rip on him. Yeah. him and all back and forth and everything. I don't know. It was yeah. crazy. But, uh, you know, I did... It, it was like a big moment of, you know, the schadenfreude for me. I was. Yeah. You were just, kicked. Was, you were like, I was internet really, meme. really happy. You were just eating popcorn. You were yeah. Michael Jackson eating popcorn. Yeah. Just like, I'm here for the, I'm here uh, for the fight. It, it's, it's such a weird thing, but, uh, and, and not only that, but the show wasn't that good. <laughs> it, it wasn't yeah. that good on the revival anyway. And even if you uh, like throw out the first episode, in the first episode, it was like all about this whole "I want to say good things about Trump." Right. Uh, the The start of the show gives you this thing where her and Jackie haven't spoken for like a year because of since, this. since the election. Yeah. Right. And uh, Jackie is obviously really pro Hillary, mm-hmm. which her 
makes sense for her character. Yep. Roseanne was really pro-Trump, which makes absolutely no sense for her character, but Roseanne wanted to do it anyway. Right. Um, and they have the big fight and everything. And after the first episode, they have to basically, uh, I mean, they didn't have to, but they have to now kind of come together so that Jackie can still be on the show. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> right. She's just driving by throwing eggs at everyone. Right. Right. If we just stick with the fact that they don't talk anymore, then that's a different character. Right. <laughs> I guess. I don't right. know. Um, but anyway, once we get past that, then the rest of it, they don't really do a lot of Trumpy. Yeah. Stuff. It was like one and done. It's in the background. And, but it's and not I feel like, um, and you know, like Tom Arnold said, uh, she wanted the show to get canceled or whatever. And, right. and I feel like that's probably True, um, because I don't know what happened in people's contracts, right? right? To get them to be on the show, right? Right, but and especially like for Sarah Gilbert, because uh, I mean, probably a lot of the other people too. But for Sarah Gilbert, you know, she she's got to <laughs> have something going yeah. on, right? <clears throat> And whatever it is that everyone signed, whatever contract it is that they signed, you know, Sarah Gilbert has an extremely effeminate boy son. Yep. And there's all sorts of stuff happening in the rest of the show that was, you know, I don't kind of liberal focus. Yeah. Um, largely so that Roseanne can maybe not be happy about it. Right. Even in like the first or second show, um, Becky has this thing where she's going to have other Becky's baby. Oh, because yeah. Because the other person. Right. The who, other is included. Yes. <laughs> the other person who played Becky right. is the person who needs a baby. Right. And uh, and so they did all that thing. And uh, Roseanne and Dan get really upset about that, mm -hmm. like that it's that it's actually going to be her egg. Mm -hmm. And she's going to just have a baby that's actually her egg and then give it to the other person. Right. And and all of a sudden, Roseanne and Dan are really upset about that. And, and I'm I'm like, is that a thing? Is that like a is that a thing that people are upset right. about? That's a I don't remember thing. that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it, anyway. It's so weird. But even if you move on uh, past all the worst of the Trumpness, which gets out of the way, you know, all of a sudden there we got a lot more liberal stuff going on. Yeah, we're <clears throat> doing a lot more paying attention to. Uh, People who, you know, Trump is not their champion, right? <laughs> or right. or right. whatever, right? And you got to think that that's just going to keep going on. And maybe Roseanne didn't really want to keep doing that, right? Right. <laughs> and she wanted to, the show to get canceled. But it's so it's so bonkers. I I I really love people who are like too stupid to not kill themselves. But I mean, the show <laughs> comes out and gets like these crazy uh -huh. ratings. Gets renewed for another season after like one or two episodes it was or something yeah. because it was so high. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, boom, no more show. All those people who now are out of work to right. one degree or another. I mean, some of them are right. not exactly out of work anyway. But uh, but you know, there's uh, as I think Roseanne even said when she apologized, you know, to the hundreds of people. I mean, there's like a lot of people you're you're paying on a TV show. It's right. not just like the stars or anything. So, right. Anyway, that was, that was the big, uh, that was the big news. thing. That was the big fun. So, uh, solo, <laughs> the other, that's the other news actually is, uh, solos own news that it did, couldn't make any money. Right. And the underperformance. And, uh, as soon as the weekend was over, that was like the chatter, right? Like nobody's business. What does this mean for what Star Wars movies will do and will not do? And, that was some real shame for it too. People coming out just to swing at Star Wars. Right. And, uh, and it was, it, it was interesting to see that it didn't make that much money. And then people are speculating like now, uh, maybe we'll have to release Star Wars movies less frequently right? or, We'll have to somehow balance how we're uh, sending them out, like uh, these prequel or, mm -hmm. or the individuals <clears throat> in a different relation to other movies, or we have to figure out something right. or whatever, because uh, it didn't make nearly enough money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ultimately it's going to make plenty of money. Right. Uh, it's not going to, it's not going to like, lose any money right and it and, just didn't. and now that it's disney it's even you know it's right. even better you're even more uh 
the making of the money hardly matters. Right. Uh, as long as you don't, you know, completely crash and burn yeah. and, and Disney and, won't and make do that. like nothing. Yeah. But uh, now that Disney is making it, it doesn't matter because you know you've got your you've got your new set of Han Solo T-shirts at the right, right. <laughs> at, at the Disney Star World, Wars and yeah, that's right. going to pay for the movie anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know you've got your rides and experiences, sure. and they're opening the whatever that is that they're opening. Oh, look, uh, the line for the Kessel Run is only thirty minutes. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's sure. uh, they're opening like the experience or whatever, where right. it's like the hotel and thing and it yeah. opens at Disneyland first I guess next summer and right. then later at Disney World but we're going you know so they don't care yeah uh, how we'll, much do, money we'll do a podcast from there yeah that'll be that'll be fun <laughs> and uh anyway but it was kind of uh <clears throat> shocking really that it's you know people are burnt out on Star Wars there was I I feel like there was too much stuff in a row like I I I said a couple of weeks ago that uh I have an idea about what happened. There were there were so many sci-fi comic superhero movies in a row. Yeah. And you know, I think that had to have something to do with it. Like yeah. I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, people have spent their money already. Yeah. <laughs> right. People have been to the movies that they're going to go to. Right. And I I think it's I wonder what it is about Solo if it's if it's actually solo, if it's, you know, I don't know, if it's because the movie looked a little different yeah. in the trailers, if it's because the movie kind of came right out and said, it's not really a whole lot of force shenanigans going on. Right. We're not tr- finding a new Jedi. We're yeah. not doing this or that, whatever. I don't know what yeah. it might have been, but but man, it, it did not do well. Yeah. And uh, it hasn't it hasn't done that well like globally either it's right. not right it's not like ooh china made up the yeah. difference or you <laughs> right. know, which you get a lot of times you do get a lot um, yeah <clears throat> so anyway so that's solo for you that's solo that's <laughs> apparently the, you yeah. didn't go see it so we'll talk about <laughs> we'll it. just fix it uh the the thing that's weird about this movie for me is uh so i i'll just uh come around and say i give it an 8 yeah uh, i'm a little under where you are I figured you were pretty high on that. I I thought the thing with this movie for me, uh, it's basically like a heist movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like a double heist movie in a strange way. And the end of the movie heist is kind of not it, like a subgenre of heist, even right? Because it's almost like uh, you know leverage uh, that that show. It's kind yeah. of there's like. Oh, we've got to have like you know faints within faints. And yeah, the right. Mystery behind the mystery, and oh, not look, enough he, for a double cross. Look, we got to double, double cross. He you. figured it all out yeah. and all this stuff. Right. So it's more. Uh, it, it's a. It's not quite a straight heist in the sense that you know, like the first part of the movie is like a train robbery, mm-hmm. and then the next part of the movie doesn't exactly match up with, you know, like. Ocean's Eleven, but in right. Star Wars it universe is, or something like yeah. that, it's, uh, it's it is a train robbery, and then it's a like a bank heist. You know, it really is it, like it, a it, it is the briefcase it is kind, kind of, thing, of like a bank know? heist, except that it's uh, you know, it's got it's a I mean, it's a little different, but yeah, it, it likes it's it's, definitely it's happy more. with its levels. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that it that it's yep. working on. Uh, so anyway, I give it an eight, but I gotta say, I when the movie ended. Uh, Actually, the more the movie went on, the more scared I got as I was watching it. Because I was like, I, this is going to suck at the end. Yeah, right. And, They're not going to know how to. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't fabulous at the end, uh, but it was pretty good at the end. But I, it, it was nowhere near what I was scared was going to happen. Right? What do you think was going to happen? Not uh, not like a, not any, a specific, any specific thing, thing, but, thing, but crumbled away. I thought yeah. that like the last 20 minutes of the movie, I was just scared that like the last 20 minutes of the movie it was going to just go goofy right. and I was going to go off. Right. And just had and to it hold was gonna, on. It was going to try to cram in like a jillion different things that match up with all the other right. movies, right. even if no matter how stupid it is yeah, or right. how but much it doesn't do it. make yeah. sense to anything. I was just really nervous that it was going to suddenly go goofy because I was liking it and it was fun. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I had some problems with it and some of the things I thought were, you know, kind of eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There there were a few things in the movie that I was a little disappointed with uh Ron Howard even. 
and the writing and can you be sure it was you, Howard though? You could kind of see. Well, I mean, you know, I assume that in the end he could he, reshoot he it. Right. it. Well, and in right? the end also he could reshoot um, what he didn't like. Well, I guess. And, and I think the, some of the yeah. problems that I had with it and whoever is responsible, right, were things that I thought, you know, if this was a different movie. Right. Yeah. If if this was just the straight train robbery movie that we were making, <clears throat> you wouldn't do something so goofy like that. Right. And you felt like you had to do it because it was Star Wars. Not that it really made any sense or did anything, but, you know, I guess as an example, just because you needed somebody to like shoot a blaster before we forgot that we were in Star Wars, you know? Right. And, right. and I was like, yeah, that's kind of lazy but anyway um not only uh did i really have a lot of fun with it at the end of the movie when we were walking out i was like man i feel like that's the best star wars movie i've seen in a long time that's like the most i've Hmm. liked a star wars movie yeah when i was leaving because for you know all of the last big three of them i was really disappointed walking out and it was it was an okay time and, you know, whatever, but I was very disappointed. So, yeah. So anyway, I give it an eight. <sighs> Jeez. I, I'm at five. And wow. It's, it's a wavering five because I, I, in some way these are hard films. This is a hard film, but we say this often enough now because we're in summer territory where there's sequels and prequels and stuff where – if this was just a film set in the Star Wars universe and they just wanted to do a heist movie, that you know, this is probably up around seven. But the moment you drop a character in, not just because you like or don't like Han Solo, but now you have a different set of responsibilities. And that's absolutely what makes the film bad for me, which is they felt beholden to not only the fan service, you know, we got to find out where his blaster came from and where right, did he get right. his vest and... It just harkens back to when they tried to do this. Well, well, they do it with any of them, but it's on TV now. Um, there's a Indiana Jones marathon going on every two hours. So, you know, you don't want to learn. You you desperately want to know where did he get the fedora? Well, it turns out right. it was from this guy he just idolized. You know, I, I don't need to know all that stuff. Right. You, you think you do, but actually when you do, then you regret, like, I just liked it a lot better. For me, the moment you drop Han Solo into this, you have a different set of responsibilities than you would just for Rogue One, which is a bunch of characters nobody really knows about, but the story is alluded to, and we're going to mine that for two hours. Here, the stuff that gets paid attention to is absolutely inconsequential and spoiled in some ways by the stuff that they do. I'm pretty happy knowing that Han Solo is Han Solo without finding out how he got his name, Solo. Right. That alone, and I shit you not, that was two stars off because it was so achingly bad. Well, it was, it was, in a a 20-second scene, Mark, that, that attempt to do what they did hit every wrong button for me. It pushed the film in a direction that I thought, this is what we're going to get. We're going right. to get a lot of explanations for shit that is absolutely unnecessary and that no one is calling for. And if you give it to me and you don't do it right, you're hurting like my sensibility because right. you're wasting time and you're pandering. That was worse single-handedly with no revisionism here, or it was at least on par with everything that was horrible with Lucas's prequels. That was so, yeah, yeah. so mind-bendingly stupid. Well, that and panderingly that delivered. part, uh, I think a, a lot of the beginning. And it, this of isn't the a movie, big gripe uh, either. This is just a small one. A but. lot of the beginning of the movie, I didn't like. Yeah. Um, I, I so I didn't like that part, but it was funny because when that part happened, I thought, you know, I I would actually like a good version of that. Like I would. They could do I, that. I would too. They could do that with the name. Yeah. And go, aha, here's how, you know, at some point somebody asks him who he is and he's holding like a solo cup. Right, right, right. <laughs> from, from Earth. And he's hey, like, hey, look at Mr. Solo, solo here. And then it's you like, know. um, you know, it's like Kaiser Soze is just looking at the wall around him, coming up with his story or something right. like that. Like I, if there was know. some, if there was some way that that was like a good version mm-hmm. of, giving him that name that would have been cool but it was it was a really dumb it, version it's of not it. even but there's a lot of the stuff of the beginning yeah. of the <clears throat> movie there including 
that really stupid creature thing yes. just because we have to have a stupid creature thing. Yes. That was and, the next and that's really right up that's like one so, two right after each other. It's so horrible when mm-hmm. that thing comes out. And you know the like everything everything that's good was a little bad and everything that's bad made me think I sort of like some like I liked the thing where he just broke the window, you know? Like he just threw the rock and oh, broke the window yeah, yeah. and that was a thing and you didn't know it was going to be a thing and everyone's looking at him like he's an idiot. Like right. I like that I thought was cool, right. except that it is with that big stupid creature that they made. I'm like, right. you know, snuffle up, I guess might as well right. just wander out right. of the goo and go, right. hey, I'm guess what? the big scary yeah. thing. That was horrible. And I didn't like that. And I didn't like... Um, I didn't like kind of the weirdness of their attempted escape, you know? Yeah. Because it seemed like it was real force. Here here are people who live here right. and have lived here right. and like know everything that's happening. And basically it, it turns out that like their plan that they've been planning for a really long, <laughs> a long time, time and yeah. talk about the fact that they've been planning. Their plan is like, we'll just get there and then we'll make it up as we go. Right. Like, we have no plan. Right. We don't even have a backup not plan. Not only do we not yeah. have a plan, it's like they've never seen inside that building before <laughs> right. and have no, have no idea, idea what, what they're happens. getting. Yeah, right. They just kind of walk and stand in line and go, this will work. And then I'll walk up to this person and go, right. hey, I'll give you a bribe <laughs> or something. Right. And all you need is like one person to like shoot you as soon as you say that, right? <laughs> right I right. mean, it was so, it, it was yeah. so goofy the way that they did that part. But once we get all the way out of that, right, then I, then I liked a lot of the stuff. I agree. A lot better. Once he hooks up with Woody Harrelson and their crew, the movie improves. But it's, it still it's suffers. Kind, it's kind of a different movie. because It is a different movie. It's really <laughs> sort of like as if you had, you know, once they're gone and, you know, like you said, once they run into Woody Harrelson and uh, they're... And they're trying to do their first thing mm-hmm. and then they go for the train robbery and like right. all of those parts and everything. It's really like that is some other like train robbery movie we were making. And then we CGI'd the hell out of it <laughs> and made right. it into like a really Star overlated. Wars movie. We just put everything yeah. on top of everything else. They were on a train and then they just right. CGI'd it and met, said, Oh, it's this weird it's rail train, train thing. Yeah. <laughs> there were, you know, without getting into the superficial stuff first, you know, just giving a general feeling, I was bored sometimes and not sometimes. You know, there's That's some right. there's some okay action stuff that goes on, but it's far too few for me. It it was disengaging. I didn't think the cast as a whole did a bad job, but he was bad. Alden Einreich. Yeah. Einreich. I always mess up his name. Um, I, and it's I've, not that hard. I thought that Here's the thing. I was trying to think of how to really explain what I wanted. And this doesn't even really do it justice. But I'll say that I didn't want a two-hour Harrison Ford impersonation. Because I, even right. if you could do the best, I don't want that, I don't think. What I wanted, I thought, and I still stand by this, is I want Looper. I want, I right. want Joseph Gordon-Levitt the, the way that they're to, different. to give me an impersonation of Bruce Willis as a younger man that isn't an imp- impersonation of Bruce Willis. Right. It's showing the small effectiveness that he has and the ticks and the mannerisms that he's going to grow into. Right. And we get to see it in reverse. I wanted to see some of that instead of what I got, which was more like J.J. Abrams' version of Captain Kirk, which is, I'm just going to take this kid, make right. him a frat boy space cowboy, throw him into stuff and have him succeed by going backwards and have into say, success. And have him say certain lines. And he's got to say, yeah. right, we got to have nine things that he says, even a play on one, you know, because later he's very famous for saying, I got a really bad feeling about this. So when the trailer said, I got a really good feeling about this, I thought, you're the only one, because I don't. Right, right. I didn't like his portrayal, even though he wasn't horrible. But I never believed at any moment that who I was looking at was Han Solo, let alone a young Han Solo, but let alone from that, he's only supposed to be 10 years younger than when we see him in Star Wars. Right. And the the effort that the film does to push him through motivations to get to where he needs to be at the end of this film is still, no pun intended, well, actually pun intended, it's still light years away from the guy we see in just a few more movies. Right. And there's no attempt to reconcile that 
it's just, hey, look, this is Han Solo. You're going to see it, and you're going to like it, because look at how cocky he is. Uh, right. They didn't understand how smart, courageous, sometimes cowardly, you know, but dangerous Harrison Ford's Han Solo really is. And you get that out of just like 30 seconds of seeing him in Mos Eisley. The other thing that's kind of problematic for me, which is uh, getting towards more of the minutiae, which I can move away from now, um, being more broad, which is I was just kind of bored and disinterested and didn't didn't like very much of everything that was happening. And it seemed very strange also that I almost kind of forgot it was Han Solo, except they seem to have someone every few minutes yelling out his name to remind me. <laughs> Han! So that you, you know, so you remember like, oh yeah, this isn't Harrison Ford, but this is Han Solo. I didn't buy that either. Um, <clears throat> there's more interest in, and, and this sounds a little unfair, but there's more interest in what Harrison Ford delivers in one sentence or two than two hours of this film gives me. Yeah. In, in A New Hope, when, you know, Ben Kenobi's like, is the ship fast? And he's like, fast? It's the ship that beat the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. She's fast enough for you, old man. Right. That sentence alone and the way he says it, I don't know what the Kessel Run is. I don't know if 12 parsecs is Usain Bolt quick right. or if no one ever lives through it. So right. just surviving it. I don't care. I never cared to I, I get thought, the Kessel Run filmed uh, so for I me, thought, and that's a huge mistake. I thought that it was a. I thought that it was a big mistake to do anything to do with the Kessel Run. They, any and of it. Not only did yeah. I think it was a mistake, it was a completely unnecessary mistake. Right. Right. Whatever they have to do, they could do the exact same thing. Just don't call with it the Kessel else. Run. Right. Because right? then you understand. Oh, I'm, he's good enough to do whatever the difficulty of the Kessel right. Run is he's, later. Right. He's, but by he's showing doing, it, they were doing it. whatever. Yeah. But not only did I think it was a kind of goofy thing that they didn't need to do, it's also really a thing that doesn't make sense because he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> right. And, and, In the end. And didn't. now he goes into the next movies <laughs> right. and says he did in a way that would make sense or in a way that like he's saying it like this will impress people who know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, right? Right. And in truth, in the future movies, what happens is he's saying something that's completely impossible mm -hmm. and everyone would know it. If they right. know what it means to do the Kessel Run fast, right. they would go, no, you didn't. There's there, no way. There's no such thing as that. Right. Like, you can't. <laughs> Unless you skip through a black hole. Right, like you, you know? went back in time. Right. There's no way to <laughs> right. do what you did. And so it like ruins the whole and thing. And then he has even. to bring out like a hollow cube and be like, Lando will confirm it. Right, I did you know? this. He did it. I was there, you know. <laughs> so two two guys who cheat and lie and steal and gamble, we're right. going to believe you? Bullshit. Right. But anyway, yeah, you know, it, it was. I have a bunch a of weird. small things. So so I I kind of liked him, but the thing with him, I thought, was that when I was liking him, mm -hmm. I thought he was doing a very different thing than the parts where I didn't really like him so much. And I thought there were a lot of parts in the movie where I really liked him, and what he was doing was more like... I guess somewhere in the realm of what you're saying hmm. about Looper, right? Yeah. But, so in the parts that I didn't like, right, what he's what he seems to be trying to do is like what we see Han Solo do in the future movies. Right. And the parts right. that I that I like, what he's doing is like why Han Solo's like that. Yeah. And not just do the exact things that he does. Han Solo does right? that, Just, so you do it. Right, right. Yeah. No, I know. He, there, there were parts in the movie I thought where that actually was really pretty good. Like um, Han Solo is, you know, he's cocky and he's sure. brave and he's whatever he is in the in the other movies. But the thing that I think is like the most Han Solo ish, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> like his most thing is that he's really just sort of aloof. He's like, mm. he's just sort of like. He, you don't understand that I've done this fifty times before, right. and you think like this is new. This is new to I'm you. Like, you know, I've been here. <laughs> this like is a hundred times, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and there were some parts in the movie where I felt like you know he obviously hasn't done it a hundred times yet, mm -hmm. but he acts like the guy who will you know get there. He's right. got that. Uh, he's got that kind of, I guess, perspective. Yeah. On doing shit, and you know he didn't have an easy time growing up. He did, sure. do, he did do a bunch of stuff. Sure. But it's like sort of this like weird calm mm -hmm. in situations where like you don't expect it, 
where he's just like, whatever, yeah. you know? And it's not that he's like necessarily cocky. He's just yeah. sort of, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just right. sort of like over it and yeah. he's, and he's a strange guy anyway. Right. But, yeah. uh, but I thought there was like a real split in a lot of the stuff in the movie because there were times that I thought that he was really good. And then there were times when I thought he was almost getting a little like cartoony, like he's yeah. the Saturday morning cartoon right. version of Han right. Solo. A- or absolutely. Like he that, is. Right? The, yeah. But there were times that I liked him, but what I, what I did really like, um, was everyone else. Yeah. Except, uh, that part where we're getting really towards the end and Han Solo's explaining like his story mm-hmm. to Woody Harrelson. Right. And as soon as that part started, and then Woody Harrelson's like, Yeah, I don't think I will. I was like, Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and right. And then it that was the sort of thing that there were several of these in the movie. Um, even though this movie I was a lot more able than any other movie to just let stuff go and like have fun with it and uh, the goofiness of the droid when uh, their plan kind sure. of gets fouled up and helped by, by right. the fact that she suddenly says, "I don't know, go be free or right. you know, go go <laughs> yeah, free go or the other droids or something." <coughs> yeah. Like that was fun, and I could like just let yeah. that be fun and not care right. about it. Right. But there were times when things like that, where we're sort of overly spelling things out and pointing at things, mm-hmm. that it just kind of took me out of it and made me think about too many other things. And then I was just going, well, what is, you know, then I just yeah. like kind of get bogged down. And then I just started going, why is everyone walking everywhere? Right. There's no way that anybody in this world yeah. walks anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And there was so much of it yeah. all the time. I'm yeah. like, we've got spaceships all over the place mm-hmm. and you land your spaceship and then you just walk through the desert yeah. for like 10 miles yeah. to the place where you're meeting this person. Not like, me. There's some kind of like the super yeah. segue that right. people that's what just, I was just going to say. I'm on that. People just like, yeah. you know, scoot themselves along, but they keep doing it. And then it's like, you turn around, they're doing it again. Then, yeah. <clears throat> uh, then Woody Harrelson is, <laughs> is forcing Chewy to carry the thing. They got to walk yeah. 10 miles right. the other way in the sand right. and stuff. I'm like, there's no way these people are walking. That's a real star. And Wars I wouldn't thing, though. really think about that. Yeah. Except that the movie has a lot of things that are like, you know, taking me out of it. And then I think about that stuff. Right. But whereas, you know, earlier on when we're doing like the train robbery and some of the stuff around that Uh time and like when we first meet Lando and when I think the movie's really doing good, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not sitting there going, you know, does the train doing this make any sense or uh, this? Yeah. The place where we meet Lando is like a four by six soundstage. And mm-hmm. why is that? What, right. Why is that all we could afford? Like, I'm not looking at other stuff like that because the movie right. is actually working. Right. You know? And, and I think if, if I'm being honest, I'm not just going to take a swing at a film that I didn't get all my enjoyment that I expected to get. Actually, I had really low expectations for this film too, but it's easy to punch down on things. I will say this in, in credit of the film. It It is trying to have fun. It's not trying to do right. world moving. Like it's really just supposed to, it, the good and the bad of this really is when Lucas sold, you know, Star Wars to Disney, I feel like there were two suits in a room that looked at each other after the meeting concluded and they grinned and they were like, you know what this means? We can do a Han Solo movie now. <laughs> yeah. And instead of doing an old one, instead of doing what Spielberg is doing, which is casting 70-year-old Han Solo, you know, for another go-round with the whip and the fedora, right. we'll go young. Right. Because that's worked out so well for everything else. You know, I get it. You know, there are some things there that are very... And when you say those shots of like, especially when, um, when Woody and Chewie are walking and it's just this... It's the shot that was in any of the recent Star Wars movies. It's just this panning drone shot of this expanse of long walking. And you're like, man, that's a long way. That's very Star Wars to me. You know, that's a, that's an incredible Star Wars ish thing to do. It is. And it's not like that wasn't in, you know, like Rogue One. It was in The Last Jedi. It was in Seven or something like that. Force Awakens. A lot of them, right? right, It makes some kind of sense. I know. But in this one, they have, we got to have it. They have something about it that it makes some kind of sense. Either 
you've got uh, Ray is right really poor, right? At like as poor as you could be, pretty right. much. I mean, and she's right on the she's, <laughs> she's the poorest on the poor place, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and so she walks across the desert and right. Uh, makes her way to some place where she's trying to salvage something. And like, that makes sense. Right. But, in, and, and, and in the other ones too, it like, yeah. there's something about whatever's happening that yeah. makes sense. You know, the droids crash on the planet. They're right. trying to find something. Right. They, <laughs> I'm not going to nitpick, but, whatever, like, but there's, there's something about it that we can make some sense out of, right. out of whoever it is walking through the sand. But we get off of the, you know, really, really <laughs> right, the poor rich planets, yeah. smugglers uh-huh. uh, ship. Right. And we got like 10 miles to walk in the desert. Mm-hmm. There's something on these right. ships, right. right? That gets there's, you there's around. A scooter, right. Or a droid I can jump on. Remember in remember in The Force Awakens where she, you know, she's pirating the ship for supplies. And then she slides down the big sand dune and she eats under the shade and she's doing all this stuff, rescues BB-8. And then she just walks some more to get on this like bike. Right, right. Bike could have been at the bottom of that hill. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry, it's not all it's not all this. But okay. You know, I get it. it. I will say that I didn't feel like in some ways this did remind me of Rogue One, because I didn't feel like Rogue One was trying to sell me anything in a happy meal. And I don't think this was either, strangely. Right. Though it was ripe for it. You know, this actually could have been little hand figures or yeah, little, if this, like this could if this have really came out gone in the 80s. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Right. Even, thing, even right? just like a little more than 10 years ago, I would have had little hand figures and little, um, woody figures and all these little four, all these things, his crew and his goofy, his goofy ship. Yeah. And the, his you know, weirdness. I, I genuinely think it was trying to have fun and trying to have as much fun as it could. It, it just didn't seem to know, which is which is incredibly difficult. The amount of fan service to pay to get everybody what they want, and right. the new story to tell. In this interest, for me anyway, they did too much fan service, but not exceptionally uh, abundance of it, and they told a story that didn't need to be told. And because of that, the film actually becomes one of these rare things where I'm like, that movie's so unnecessary. Right. I didn't need any part of that, even with, even with the super. Well, yeah, I guess I'd say sporadic. You know, moments of fun that I had, not fun, um, engagement. You know, the best part of the film for me is sadly only about ninety seconds long, and it's near the end when the triple reveal is all over, and everyone's trying to figure out who's double crossing who. Right. I loved that. Do that. Yeah. Spend more time doing that than anything else. I guess before that the trailer may have given away one of the best parts too, which is when Kira is talking to him and she's saying, you know, I, I already know what everyone else is going to find out, but you're trying to hide all, whatever that line is. Right. And he's grinning at her and he's like, what's that? And then there's this quick moment of weakness where he's like, actually you probably do. Don't tell anyone. Okay. Like I'll give you a couple parsecs or something. You know, I love that too, because that builds into the character that I'm eventually going to see. But they didn't give a shit about doing any of that. They just wanted to tell this weird double heist film. And I can I can get behind that if only it had been better. Yeah. You know, and I mean consecutively better. I, I'm not just bummed because I like the original story of how Han and Chewie met. It's not like this. It is now because I guess this is Disney canon. But right. before, it was just more interesting because it said more about Han Solo than, than anything where, and I actually don't know. I didn't, I'm not one of the biggest Star Wars guys. I didn't read every book. Right. I read the Timothy Zahn books. That was pretty much it. But there's the story where Han enlists, just like in this, uh, in this film, in the Imperial Navy, and he's gotten away from Corellia, and he's just trying to put distance between the crappy childhood he had. And then he has a conflict of conscience. He sees a bunch of Imperial naval people. Oh, no, I guess it was smugglers abusing a Wookiee. And he rescues the Wookiee, and he gets kicked out of the Imperial Navy for it but it's Chewie and right. Chewie's like lifelong debt to him. And there you go. There's your buddy film. To me, that's, that's full of all kinds of interesting stuff because it's choices and consequences and character and motivations in this, when he just gets thrown in and manages to gargle, like don't right, in right, Wookiee, right. it felt so forced and pandering and it ultimately felt unnecessary because the choices yeah. they make, 
to succeed together are absolutely not choices they made. They just were put into a situation where it's the obvious outcome. Right. And it, and and it absolves and it, them it, from it, any it was, character it was a little It was a little weird too when they did that, um, just in the sense that, you know, he, he could have just saved Chewie. Right. It didn't have right. to be- This big the battle, weird he got confusion. In there. Yeah. And, and then it's like, uh, you want to get to this weird place, right? Um, and I think a lot of the problems of this movie are, uh, you know, one of the things that I say about a lot of movies, right? I think the, the parts of this movie that are very problematic for me yeah. are the parts that are like written backwards. Like yeah. that is, right. you know, me like too. we want to get I here in the that end. I agree with 100%. Right. How, how can we get there? Well, this has to happen and then this has to happen and this has to happen. And now we have to film all these things so that we get there in the end. Right. Including like having the thing where, uh, you know, Woody Harrelson and his crew are, are dressed up as fake officers. Right. And the other officer walks over and he goes, yeah, this guy's a bad guy. Go throw him in the thing and get rid of him. And the right. other guy goes, all right. Right. Like. Like there, you would not even go. Now wait a minute, who are you? Right. Like, there's not ten million people here. Yeah, <laughs> right. and right. nobody has any idea. Like you, all of a sudden now, instead of <laughs> we threw on some officer suits yeah. and we're kind of you know just hanging on the wings uh-huh. and hoping nobody looks at us too closely. Instead of doing that, all of a sudden we're going, hey, come look at me. Right, right. I want more attention. <laughs> and I'm going right. to I'm going to give you orders even right. and uh, right. you know whatever. Like that was a little goofy and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And a lot of the parts in it, later in the movie, there are some things with uh, Lando and, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff they do that I don't really like them. And they kind of feel the same. Yeah. You know, they're like, yep. I, I have to get here in the end. Yeah. How do I do it? And right. Whatever. I would have I would have thought this would actually be a better movie for me, even though apparently we're supposed to get to the end of this movie because clearly we're going to try and. Oh. relate that to something else. Yeah. There's right. whatever, you know, somehow in the Boba Fett movie or yeah. whatever that's going to come up or right. who knows we'll what. See. I, I don't yeah. know. But, you know, if if the, in a certain sense, even though I like the movie okay, mm-hmm. uh, if this would have just been, like you said, you know, if this would have just been like Han and Chewie. Sure. And we go watch them basically do some random things. Right. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't even like really relate I'm, to anything. We're just kind of sure. watching their story. For that. That that would have been at yeah. least you're like a little more honest right. about what's happening. Right? Yeah. You're like, we're just gonna you know, like if it was the sort of the offshoot comic. And and it doesn't feel so you're right. And it also doesn't feel so like forced and like strangely prescribed. Like there are there's, there's another thing, you know, I, and I don't want to just keep swinging at all this stuff, but it was annoying. Like, it, it almost was like, we're going to look at what, when I talk to people, what are your favorite Han Solo moments? And they're like, oh, yeah, remember in Empire when he and Lando meet and he thinks he's going to hit him and then he's laughing and hugging him? I love that. And they're like, yeah, you know what we got to do? We got to flip that. We got to make Han Solo like take a fake swing at Lando and then laughingly tell him, "Hey, we're just buddies. I got gotcha. you." Right, right. And and I'm like, "That's that's something. I I don't think that's gonna work really well." No, nah, man. Watch, we'll film it and you'll see. And you filmed it, and I saw it, and I thought it was hollow. Like I I don't even believe the argument that one could have said before about different entries into the later films that this is for the next generation of kid right and i'm too old and too critical of it i buy that on some arguments that i have problems with but not here this is so transparently you know retro versioning something like you said and it's just trying to mine something that is absolutely inconsequential right and Um, and, you know if you are going to do that i'd be i'm okay with that too and like i said for a a lot of this really well for a lot of this movie i'm okay with it but there are a lot of things in this movie that, you know, you might as well do better. You can do better. There's, <laughs> there's a whole universe Like, why don't here. you do them better? Yeah. Like, like, for example, that stupid alien uh, bad guy, yeah. which, which is just horrible. You know, come up with some good alien bad guy. How hard right. is it? Not I mean, at all. It's none hard. Yeah. And then, not only that, but your bigger, badder bad guy, that's Paul Bettany, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I was scared of him. Like as much as, you know, I was the, he, here's a guy who, whose guards should be in charge. Right. Like right. he's got guards in his room mm-hmm. that clearly would kick his ass. Right. 
And and all he does theoretically, yeah, when he's supposed to be this big bad scary guy is like he turns red, yeah, and right. he's got these goofy knives, yeah, in a room full of people with blasters, and it's not it's <laughs> right. not a lightsaber, it's, right? It, you know right. the the whole thing was very oddly put together for that him was, to be the bad guy. I'm like, have a bad guy. Right. And it's weird. It's one of the few things that I do know about the behind the scenes stuff, which is Bettany wasn't the villain. You know, Ron Howard had to do all the, right, all right, the right, stuff with right. Paul Bettany was reshot again and new because the other villain just, for whatever reason, it just didn't work or it wasn't fitting the story that Ron Howard eventually had to tie together. Right. It was probably actually too scary or something. So or some, or just like, like yeah. I mean, and strangely enough, I almost asked you this, but I wasn't 100% sure. I'd have to see it again. I'm pretty sure, as an Easter egg, I'm pretty sure the Crystal Skull was in Paul Bettany's little circular window room. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, that's kind of the, a fun there, there Crystal was, Skull there reference. Was a crystal it was a skull Crystal Skull. It may not have been the there, Crystal yeah. Skull, but... There was some um, Crystal Skull. But that not, was fun. not only that, the thing that's weird, too, is that we have this ending that we want to get to. And, you know, the ending's not bad. I feel like the ending is really obvious uh the, mm-hmm. the end and end yeah. right yeah yeah when it's like 18 different layers of right people backstabbing each other yeah i thought that was really obvious like way early on and i thought you could have made that less obvious yeah and why would you not yeah if, if you could it's like it was more work to make it more obvious mm-hmm. so so why would you not just save just yourself that it. work and right. make it less obvious right but also at the end of the movie, when I was watching that, I'm kind of like, huh, I don't feel like that timeline makes sense now. Right. I'm not sure like the whole timeline of right. the movies right. makes sense anymore. So what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then now I've got to think about that as I'm walking right. out. Yeah. And I shouldn't be thinking about that. It, it comes close to hitting a bunch of stuff, but in regards to it being like real canon and time, like I think there are a few holes that you could punch through. You know, in, in different places too, uh, but not not so much that offends me. Like, according to the books, Lando and Han didn't meet on this planet. It was this planet. Like, I don't care about that. I I truly don't care as long as you put, like you said, a little bit more thoughtfulness and a little bit more effort into. You know, look, you have this entire universe and and multiverses of options in the sandbox, and you choose to play in the corner where everything is known. Right. Like, that doesn't that doesn't install. Right. Uh, anything. And, and there's a lot of stuff that I thought would have been a lot more interesting, right? If you would have taken some of the time of all this stuff that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. If you would have taken some of the time to try and figure out a way to make the things that he does connect more with stuff in the future in kind of like little sideways sort of ways. Yeah. You know, like the <laughs> like Woody Harrelson's character somehow something else right. other than the dumbassness of giving him his gun. Like, right. Right. You know, and that's, like that's it. It's, that's it's as not dumb as everything is for me. It's not like a magic gun. Oh, like God. anybody I know, needed it's to know just where a it was stock from, gun. Right? It's literally just a gun. Yeah. Right. Um, but if they would have connected that somehow, if you're going to spend this time mm-hmm. and worry about these sorts of things, then take something like, you know, whatever the name of his ship somehow like secretly connects to something that Han Solo says later. Right. Or something like that. A nod, not necessarily like a spotlight. Some kind of, instead of just going, well, here's a bunch of people who all die. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was kind of like Rogue One. Like I thought Rogue, I didn't like it anyway, but. Right, right. But I thought, what an odd movie and an interesting idea, I guess. Yeah. But what an odd movie to come up with where what you have to do is make sure everyone's dead. Right. <laughs> At right. The end. At the end. You got it. Yeah. And what I especially thought was weird about Rogue One was the fact that, like, I think I just said this uh, a couple weeks ago or something, that it, it seemed like the movie was being made by people who didn't know that that's what was supposed to happen. Right. Right. And then they shot like, 15 more minutes at the end and said, dumbass, they have to all die. Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, and then they all die. And then they all die. (laughs) And it was was such a weird thing. Right. And this movie had a certain sense kind of like that, I guess, where like all of a sudden at the end, you know, someone came in and said, it has to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they went, oh, right, right. Go somewhere. Um, Okay. Yeah. Here's, here's where we go. But, 
but all that said, and like I'm ripping on it just as much as you, but I still, yeah. man, I still had a lot more fun with it. I couldn't, and I, I think, couldn't. I think a lot of what it was for me is that uh, I was kind of willing to write off Han Solo, yeah, and not care too much about if he was awesome Han Solo, and and just kind of be in all the other people. Yeah. Uh, even though they don't get as much as maybe would have been better, but I loved Woody Harrelson until the end. Yeah, Beckett's and a I good... really liked Chewbacca, even though it was weird. I, I didn't even have anything I, to like about I, him. I, I liked the... Uh, uh, I did sort you of know, feel like he should have been around more. I he spe- should have had something... him to be he around He should have more. had something other to do than the exact role you than have. just say he's old. That, right, right. <laughs> but also... There's a moment where he has an interesting thing where he, when they're in a battle and he sees other Wookiees, right, like that's, right. that's actually pretty interesting, but it seems so like, here's some scraps on the plate just right, because right. we got to do something. Chewbacca for me in this film felt exactly like when you're playing any video game, even the Lego Star Wars games, and you've got the NPC that follows you around and just will like, you can tag him in to lift something heavy and then tag out to be the star. It was like he didn't even need to be there. It yeah. was so weird, but he has to be there because Millennium Falcon and Solo, <laughs> you know, there are there are those moments where the even the soft moments, like I I will say this. I liked because I'm about to shit on the other side of it, I liked the first time Han sits in the cockpit. Right. And there's the soft Star Wars music. There's his theme playing real softly in the I mean, it's not so soft, but it's there. And they bring it back a little bit louder when Chewie does it, you know, because then you're like, but in in the weirdest of ways, like I liked it for the nostalgia, but I hate it because the director, I mean, whether it was Ron Howard or whether it was the other guys, they're stopping the film and going, hey, you should pay attention to this. This is a moment. Right. And we're going to crank up the music to make sure you know it. Even though that is so panderingly obvious, I still was like, but huh. it, but it still was kind of fun. But I, it was still kind of and, fun. And see, but it never I, gave me a goosebump. Like I, I mean, I that feel sounds like weird I to say had that same thing with just a lot more, more of the movie right. in general. Well, like, like I was like, yeah. this is the Karelia, this is not great, but I'm having fun still. The so. stuff in the Corillia stuff where he's basically just like. You know, I'm waiting for the Beastie Boys, you know, music to come on, just like it did for Captain Kirk when he's out running the motor cop. Right. The Corellia stuff was terribly uninteresting. When he gets into the Imperial Navy, a little bit of interest because Beckett's finally there and Woody Harrelson can lift anything um, as far as I'm concerned. You know, even even the opening part and he's stealing that speeder thing and driving around. Yeah. It's... It's a weird thing, first of all. Yeah. It's kind of a weird scene, and it's, uh, I don't know, it's just sort of clunky, I guess, especially like right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But then he does that move, right? right? And even when he does it at the beginning of the movie, you just sit there and go, that's the only reason I watch this. That's it. Because I have right. to know, I know that, because I have to know, know that, that he move. did that. Yeah. Even though when he does it later, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Right, I know. But that's his it move. You're not his power up bar is you, full. You got to do the not, move. You're not you know? on yeah. gravity. I, I you're know. just you're turning just a little. It. <laughs> it's not, it's not even a mark. Thing. You're not. You're thinking too much. Yeah, I'm. But I just you know getting past that stuff. Then the train, the train was cool, but then very Star Wars Ian because it like has to turn around the rocks in these ways. That's very dangerous for our well, heroes. Well, and I th- and I, I still that, like that. I thought that I liked was that very fun. much. I did too. My my only problem with that, I like that whole part of the of the movie. My only problem with that is that it just went on too long. It did it just kept long. going and going. I will say this, not just because we're getting close and because I feel like I've bitched about it enough. You know, it's time to say a few of the things that I did actually like. I liked most of the cast and I really liked the representation. Like women are badass everywhere right, and actually right. not in a disposable way, but like in, in a way that reminds me of why people really like princess Leia and star Wars in general, which is a lot of the women characters they don't need you to save them. They're like, I, I see that blaster. I'll pick it up and start shooting some people. Right. You know, and and it's fun to see and, and all I, the different I, I people. she was great. She is great. Uh, throughout the And they whole gave movie. her so much stuff to do that yeah. was ranging from escort to consort to fighter to, right. you know, there's there's enough there for her to have. Um, I, I, I did like Glover. I liked his portrayal of Lando because I kind of got what I wanted from him that I wished I'd gotten from Han Solo. I can see that guy being turning into Lando, Lando in 20 sure. years. 
I thought even though we don't really have much of Lando on the and, back end, and he's to not a, it to, he's right, right, and he's not even impersonating Billy D. Williams. He's just given a version of a right, guy right. that's in his twenties, maybe early, you know, late twenties, early thirties, who's kind of really awesome about everything, and he's got the <laughs> right. trick up his sleeve, literally. You know, I it just didn't keep going for me. Oh, and the you know, I'm not gonna. If you've gotten this far, there are some small spoilers. But when you get to find out who the Marauders are, that's actually kind of a surprise that was good. Yeah, that, I'm like that, that should have been an cool. old that should have been an old white guy. I'm kind of surprised they went the way they did. Right, and that was cool too, um, just to incorporate them in a film that didn't necessarily even need them. But right. I, on some level, can I excuse the film for being rescued at the last moment? you know, by a capable director who I like, yeah, I, I can see where the seams don't match up. And you mentioned a bunch where it just seems so disjointed. But overall, it's it's an average movie. It's got a lot of shit that annoyed me and yeah. a lot of stuff that bored me and only a few things that really kept me going. But I watched it because I love Star Wars. Right. right. Even still. But Jesus. I liked, uh, so we are running out of time, but I do want to say now that you uh, brought up um, Clark, what's her name? Clark? Amelia. Amelia Clark. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that she was, she was really good. She was really good, and not only was she really good, uh, here's one of the one of the best things about her is that she's not just uh, reinventing her Game of Thrones character yeah. and putting a little spin on it. Right. She's like actually a completely different, different character. Yeah, not that that is anything you would normally say about any actor who's been in anything. Right, but she's been on that show for so a long, long. Yeah, and you know she's so solidified in that character and it's not yeah. like she's been in 10,000 other things right but she was yeah. um she was very distinct character and like you said you know with women you know being yeah. stronger and and <coughs> getting uh solid portrayals I thought one of the best things about her is that even when she's like really in the shit right mm-hmm. even when they get into this position where uh, Paul Bettany's character, who I have no idea who it is, suddenly like gets really pissed at her, right? Right. She's not scared. She's yeah. just sitting there calculating how she's going to have right. to kill him if it really comes down to it. Right. Like she just all you can just see you her, can see like, her. She's if he moves, I'm going to do this. Room, yeah. Right? She she's taking she, everything like, in. She she acts sort of like she's cowering down on the couch, right. but she's like tensing up like a right. snake, yeah. right? And right. it's so. So, like that scene alone it was, awesome. was very yeah, cool. I agree. The way that she can be this exact person that she's being, even mm-hmm. when she, whether she's talking to Han, whether she's talking to him, whether yeah. she's, you know, whatever she's doing, she is really this exact, like weird shadowy figure yeah. kind of that yeah. you have no idea what she's thinking. And, and the thing that's really cool about that, I agree. I remember thinking that when I saw it, the thing that's really cool about that is you have to understand She's been in that room and in that situation more than once. Right. Sometimes right, right. she's gotten out of it, and other times she's been beaten down from it. Like right, she right. knows how to hold and wait and keep her face like neutral. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was that was. That's really not cool. easy to do too, but yeah. And uh, I wish she, I wish she had someone better to do that scene against. Yeah. Because I was I was not into Paul Bettany in this movie. It was it was. He yeah. he seemed to me as much as everything was just <laughs> sort of fun and yeah. we were trying to keep it light. Versus like, you know, episode eight, right. uh, where everything is like super serious. Very serious, and yeah. It, uh, everything about that movie was as serious as you want to be. Right. While really what we're watching is like two old people in scooters. <laughs> yeah. And one's yeah. going to catch the other one. is going to... That's the whole... Because yeah, one's like battery is going to die. Right? Yeah. yeah. One right. of them, the yeah. battery's going to die. My scooter is like losing and one power. And one of them has like three batteries. <laughs> Extra battery On the back packs. of it. And they're just... That's the Boba Fett movie for me. That's like the, yeah. that's like the whole movie. Yeah. But everything is so serious in that movie that all of a sudden... you. I mean, for me anyway, you can't right. take anything seriously right. because it's uh, it, it's washed over this backdrop of stupidity. Right. <laughs> it's right. like such a dumb story. But everything is totally serious. In this one, we're clearly not, you know, going that route. No. Like, right. we're Thankfully. not being serious. But even with that, like, I just could not get into Paul Bettany's character yeah. and his delivery of it. Like, I, I all I could think was... It's like if you're watching old 60s Batman and you're like, how is somebody scared of like the potato (laughs) or whatever, (laughs) whatever mystery, mystery. Well, I wonder how bad the performance he had to like 
put on like how bad was the first version that he they had to call him in for <laughs> right, that right. like i don't know anyway i don't know it was weird i'm glad i'm glad you liked it more but it me, was but uh it was fun and i would have liked it a lot i better. even whether you like this one or don't like this one yeah. or how it compares to the other ones uh, if the ones any Star Wars movies that come out in the future go wrong. I would rather they go wrong like this one than the other ones yeah. that we've gotten because yeah. I was so much more irritated with yeah. with those ones <clears throat> than, you know, this one I could at least just have fun with. And I feel like it makes more sense if you go back, you know, to the original couple of movies, right? right? They were they were serious and it was big bad Darth Vader and all that, right, but they right. weren't like Acting like they were right. uh, laughing at Shakespeare's inability right. to put together put a, a sentence line, or something. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was so weird. All yeah. right. Anyway, uh, that's <laughs> that's enough yeah, for that's Solo. Uh, and I'm not even sure what next week is, but uh, I think it might. It's not The Incredibles, right? We're still a couple of weeks away. I'm not. I sure. feel like that's the middle of June, man. I cannot wait for that. I'm not sure. I have no idea. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see yeah. you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>